Hello, my beautiful sisters. This is Ola Davis back with another episode of When Marriage Hurts podcast. This is episode four, and it's kind of like a part two of episode three that was titled What is Abuse in Marriage? It's Not What You Think It Is. Um, so hopefully I can conclude this topic in this particular episode. Um, if you missed episode three, I will suggest that you go back and listen to that first so that you can make better sense of this episode. So, um, because it's, it's more or less a continuation of the previous episode. Okay, so let's get rolling. Um, we're going to be continuing from where we left off last week, talking about abuse in marriage, taking an holistic look at abuse in marriage, um, and trying to really get a good understanding of what the term means so that we can identify it better. And once we're able to name it for what it is, then we can talk about getting healing. All right. Um, so if you're ready for this episode, hang on. Um, get comfortable. Get a drink. Get in a quiet place where you're not disturbed and you could really concentrate. And let's dig into today's episode. I'll be right back with you. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. So last week we took an holistic look about domestic abuse or marital abuse. Um, we started exploring the different forms of abuse. We talked about the fact that it could be physical, sexual, emotional, economic, psychological, and that it could also be financial or even spiritual. So this week we'll be continuing talking about who can abuse happen to? So who can it happen to? Are some people more prone to abuse in marriage than other people? Yeah, that's that's what we'll be exploring today. Now, um, domestic abuse, according to the United Nations website, it can happen to anybody, anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, or gender. It also says it affects people of all socioeconomic backgrounds and education levels. 
All right, let's take a few minutes to unpack that. So when he says it could happen to anyone of any race, it means it can happen to anyone of any race. It doesn't matter whether you're white, black, purple, or green. It doesn't matter whether you're African, Asian, European, American. It really doesn't matter. It's not a respecter of any race. Also, age is really not an important factor. You could be abused as a child. Now, obviously, we're not, um, we're talking domestic abuse, right? One could be abused as a child, yes. There are parts of our country, and when I say country, I'm talking about Nigeria, right? Where children are not only allowed to get married, but they're actually forced into marriage. You see nine-year-old, ten-year-old girls being married off to much older men. That in itself is abuse, okay? So it's it can happen to anyone regardless of race, age, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of religion or gender. So... Domestic abuse also happens to men as well, even though that's not uh, our topic of discussion on this podcast, but we would be lying to ourselves if we do not acknowledge the fact that it happens to men too. Now, it says that it affects people of all socioeconomic backgrounds and education levels. That's an interesting fact because I think it's easy to... If one isn't being victimized or if one hasn't been a victim or even if you've been a victim of domestic abuse, you could be blind to it if you think or assume that it's something that only happens to uneducated women or women who aren't career-oriented, maybe. I know that I never... I never thought of myself as someone who could experience abuse in marriage. I just didn't think I, I didn't think I fit that mold or that description. Um, when you think about someone being abused in marriage, it's just easy to, especially for a woman, it's easy to think, oh, it's probably someone that maybe they're not financially independent, right? I think that's a common misconception thinking, well, if the woman makes her money, there's no man that could abuse her. That's not true. That's a myth, actually. It's it's a big myth that many people believe and assume. And when you have, when you're in that headspace, you could actually be a victim and not know it because you have it programmed in your head somewhere that if you're a career lady, if you make your own money, then you can be a victim of abuse. You know, we have quite a number of marriage speakers in the Christian circle in Nigeria. Some of them are actually trending right now. And I kind of hear a common thread when it comes to a woman being financially independent. I hear this common thread from this marriage speakers that goes something like, you know, that is why you need to make your own money as a woman. Because if a man wants to abuse you, 
if he wants to beat you up and then he remembers the contribution that you're making, he's just going to put that hand back. My sister, that's a big lie. There are career women that are movers and shakers in their fields of industry and they are being abused by their husbands. Believe it or not, it's hard for you to tell when you look at them because they always look spotless in their, you know, in their makeup. They always look on point. Like every single day they show up to the office, they look like their face has been made up by a professional. It doesn't matter how highly placed you are in society. It doesn't matter how good of a career you have as a woman. You could be abused in any form. You could be abused physically. You could be abused emotionally. And because emotional abuse doesn't carry any physical scars, really, it's so easy to hide behind the makeup. It's so easy to hide behind the Brazilian wig. It's so easy to hide behind the designer suits, right? So do not think that only some kind of uh, women that are in financially independent are the ones that could fall victims to this. That's just not true. Um, and of course, it talks about education. It doesn't matter whether you have a PhD. You could still fall victim to marital abuse. So moving right along. It says domestic abuse is typically manifested as a pattern of abusive behavior toward an intimate partner in a dating or family relationship where the abuser exerts power and control over the victim. So we did go into this in details in the previous episode saying it's about control. So the abuser exerts power and control over the victim and like I said it doesn't it's it's not always about who's making the money there are dysfunctional marriages abusive marriages where the man might not be making as much money as his wife or he might not even be bringing in any income at all but yet he takes control of whatever his wife brings in right that's abuse right there so it's exerting power and control over that person. Now it also says domestic abuse may culminate in serious physical injury or death. Even if there is no physical eating or beating. Okay, so that very last statement that was added by me, right? That's not on the on the United Nations website. It only says on there that it could culminate in serious physical injury or death. But I felt it was important for me to add that, you know, just like we've said, physical abuse is only one form of abuse. Even when there is no physical hitting or beating or slapping or shoving or whatever, other forms of abuse are just as dangerous. In fact, if you ask me, I think those other forms of abuse that do not leave any kind of physical scars or wounds are the most dangerous. If your loved ones see you or say people at work or wherever see you, you know, always having a swollen head, always, you know, like every other week or every month, you show up to work and you're trying to cover your swollen eyes 
with dark glasses. Someone's going to figure out pretty soon that there's something not right at home, that someone's beating you up, right? And they're going to approach you about it. They're going to probably ask you about it. Whether or not you choose to tell them is a different story. But the, the, the fact is that other people can see the scars. Other people can see the wounds, no matter how much you try to hide them. They can, you know, get to know that you've been going to the hospital pretty often, right? If you show up at the hospital with a swollen head, your doctor's probably going to be like, how did you sustain this injury? I mean, you could lie about it, right? But the, the fact still remains that someone is going to see the wounds. Now, with other forms of abuse, though, the wounds are they're not physical, they're like invisible wounds and invisible scars. And that's a lot more dangerous. When you're hurting on the inside and nobody knows except you, that is, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty dangerous. It's like when someone has internal bleeding. So on the outside, they look just fine, but nobody knows that they're bleeding on the inside. You know, let's say that the bleeding's happening, I don't know, it it really doesn't matter where you're bleeding on the inside of your body. It can be pretty dangerous. But let's just say someone's, they have some kind of, um, they're, they're bleeding in their abdomen or they're bleeding, there's some bleeding in their brain or something. And nobody knows. They just pass out at some point. So that's how dangerous this other forms of abuse can be. Because no, people do not really see the wounds. And even when the abuse person or the victim is trying to seek help, trying to get some help, they usually aren't taken seriously. Because nobody sees their scars, nobody sees their wounds. Um, it can be difficult to find someone that's going to validate their concerns. Except that person really understands that abuse isn't limited to physical abuse. And that someone's well-being might be um, at stake or that their well-being might be, they might be in very bad shape and need some serious help, even if nobody can see their wounds or their scars. So I would definitely say that other forms of abuse, not just physical abuse, but other forms as well, can lead to serious injury or death. I mean, there's been stories of people who just, you know, one day it looks like everything's fine and the next day they commit suicide. I have shared, you know, a good portion of my story with you in the very first episode where I was at a point in my marriage where I was suicidal. That was the very first episode of this podcast, episode number one. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend that you do. So if abuse could lead to that, even when there's no physical hitting or beating, I think that it's worth paying attention to as a society, right? It's really, really worth paying attention to. As a body of believers, as a church, it is worth paying attention to. The society should stop disregarding abuse that's not physical. I know that sounds like a really, you know, it's like we're so far from that because sadly, even physical abuse is being disregarded. 
how much more the abuse where there are no physical wounds or scars to show for it moving right along um uh, we talk we're gonna be talking about how to recognize if you're being abused you need to ask yourself are you being abused okay at this point i need you to pause the podcast for a few seconds and ask yourself assuming you're alone of course you don't want to be doing this exercise where you have people around or you even have your spouse or friends around but if you're alone it's worth taking a moment and asking yourself look at the look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself you know mention yourself by your name if your name's Mary for instance look at yourself in the mirror and say Mary are you being abused in your marriage cuz i i it's it might sound like a ridiculous question but there are times in life that you have to kind of come out of yourself so that you can take an objective look at yourself that way you're not lying to yourself you know i i say sometimes i sit myself on the table and say oh let's take a seat here we need to have a conversation so i sit myself on the chair and have an honest discussion with myself some of us need to do that right now look at yourself and say am i being abused if this is something that if it's an exercise that's difficult for you to to do maybe there's a reason why it's difficult for you to do if you're quick to dismiss it and you're like oh of course i'm not being abused i just i'm just listening to this podcast cuz you know i enjoy it and i just want to learn more it's what taking 10 seconds to do the exercise and ask yourself am i being abused if you're afraid to hear the answer that might drop in your spirit then something's not right i'm not saying it's necessarily abuse but something's definitely not right there is something that we're probably afraid of or scared of facing and that's why we would not want to ask ourselves that question. All right, so to answer the important question of am I being abused in my marriage? Um I will be mentioning a few pointers here that I also got from the website. So this is not original to me. Um but if there is anything that I have to add, I will let you know that's that's totally me. That's not something from the website recognizing the signs of domestic abuse it's important to remember that we're talking about patterns here we're not just talking about an isolated occurrence does your spouse embarrass or make fun of you in front of your friends or family so do they put you down or do they just watch while other people put you down do they put down your accomplishments so for instance say you get a promotion at your job or um have something to celebrate you've just accomplished something and of course who do you want to share it with you want to share it with your husband right do they put it down or do they just ignore you or do they say something like oh you probably just got that because you're a woman anyway not that 
you're really qualified for it or something did they say something to put you down and someone might be asking well is that really abuse um yes it is you know we're talking about a pattern here if you're feeling that your spouse is envious of your accomplishments or they're jealous of your of your accomplishments let me assure you that that is not normal people in normal marriages do not experience that i think some of us are so accustomed to being abused and it didn't just start with marriage some of us come from homes where we're continually put down we're continually ridiculed either by our parents either by our siblings so we're kind of used to it. We think, well, that's just how life is supposed to work. Sometimes we have done the abusing, right? We're the ones who've ridiculed the accomplishments of other people. So when we're when we get dealt with the same treatment, we don't recognize that it's not right. So do they continually put down your accomplishments? Do they belittle you? Um, it also says, do they make you feel like you're unable to make decisions? You notice that I'm only picking the signs of abuse that have nothing to do with physical abuse here, right? Because I think this is what we really need to focus on. It's what we really need to focus on because a lot of us are just ignorant about this really don't number one we don't really know that it exists and when we do see it when it's so glaring we really do not recognize it all right so it says do they make you feel like you're unable to make decisions so as a wife does your husband make you feel like you're a child do they sometimes treat you like you're a child like you can't make your own decisions do they use intimidation or threats to gain compliance so if they're treating you in a certain way and you're trying to communicate that you don't appreciate being treated that way, do they intimidate you? Do they use threats? If they're asking you to do something and maybe you're not doing it, do they threaten you to gain compliance? Do they tell you that you're nothing without them? Do they treat you roughly? You know, so maybe they just push you or they grab you or they just shove you. So they're not exactly slapping you and they're not like throwing you a punch. But do they do these other things? Do they call you several times a day to make sure that you're where you said you would be? So in other, in, in other words, do they stalk you? Do they use drugs or alcohol as an excuse for saying hurtful things to you? So if you have a spouse that drinks, do they do awful things to you and then they later come to apologize and say, you know, I was drunk. You know, I, I really didn't mean to do that. I just, I just did it because I was drunk at the time. Do they blame you for how they feel or act? Oh my goodness, this is a big one. This is a big one. So... When your spouse hurts you, do they blame you for their actions? So do they come around and maybe after a few hours or days, as the case may be, do they come around and say, oh, sweetheart, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for what I said yesterday. But you know, you made me really upset. That's why I said that. You know, do they kind of 
turn it around on you and make it about you and blame you for their bad behavior, that in itself is abusive. Do they make you feel like there is no way out of the relationship? So when it's, when your husband looks at you and says something like, you, you, you can't amount to anything without me. Like without me, you're nothing. That's psychological abuse right there. Because that person's trying to get into your head and make you feel worthless and make you feel like you're trapped with me for life. They're playing mind games with you, trying to break you down psychologically. That's abuse. Do they prevent you from doing things that you want? Like spending time with your friends and family? Or do they make you feel guilty for wanting to spend time with your family? That's all I have for the actions of the abuser. Now, for the person who's been abused, do you sometimes feel scared of how your partner may behave? So maybe they've never hurt you before, but they're violent towards other people. And you might be thinking, well, he never hits me. He's, he's, he's never going to do that. Well, my dear, you're being abused and you don't even realize it. Because if someone doesn't hit you or if someone isn't violent towards you but they're violent towards other people in your presence, they are trying to drive a message across to you. They're kind of abusing you psychologically because you look at that and subconsciously you're thinking, well, I better behave because I don't want to be the object of this person's wrath. So that's, that's a sneaky way of abusing someone. So you're not directly been um you're, you're not directly eating them right you're not being physical towards them but you're being violent with other people around that person do you constantly make excuses to other people for your husband's behavior so do you say things like oh he was just so he was just so stressed out you know it's my fault anyway i shouldn't have xyz i shouldn't have gone to meet him when he was tired and stressed out from work do you find yourself constantly doing that making excuses for your partner's behavior do you believe that you can help your husband change if only you change something about yourself that right there is the mindset of someone who's been abused. Thinking that you can change your spouse by changing something about yourself. And this is what every woman's conference out there tells you to do, right? Isn't that what they tell you to do? Just be more submissive. Just be more respectful. Just treat your husband as the king. Do this, do that, bow down, worship almost right i know they don't exactly use the word worship but they might as well use the word worship if you always um tend to think that all your marriage problems that put a lot of burden on you is your fault and everything will turn around if you could just change something about yourself that is the mindset of someone who's been abused because you could never change anybody. Oh, I need to say that again. Because someone is about to be set free from bondage. You cannot change anybody. Because you're not the Holy Spirit. Jesus never told us to go and change people. No. He did not. 
everybody, every adult is responsible for their own actions. You can't change anyone. And the people that try to change others, there is a name for that. The name for that is witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Witchcraft. So if you're not a witch, you will not try to change anybody because you cannot. I'll move on to the next point. It says, try not to do anything that would cause conflict. Um, no, I should read that again so it sounds... Uh, it doesn't sound confusing. Do you try not to do anything that would cause conflict or make your partner angry? So, in other words, do you find yourself walking on eggshells in your own home? Because you're, tr you're trying so hard not to step on the cobra, so to say. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying so hard not to make your husband angry. You're trying so hard not to cause the conflict. You're trying so hard not to have an argument break out, essentially. There are things that you want to bring up for discussion, but you're afraid that it's going to make your husband angry. Those are typical signs and symptoms of someone who's been abused. Do you always do what your husband wants you to do instead of what you want to do? Do you find yourself doing things and if someone were to ask you why you're doing this, your only answer would be, well, that's what my husband wants. And this might not be the most important things, right? They might be little things like, why do you wear your hair a certain way? Because that's how my husband wants it. Why do you wear short sleeve instead of long sleeves? Well, that's because that's what my husband prefers. Like there's no, every, every one of those questions is answered by that's how my husband likes it. And these are things that have to do with you, not your children, not your husband, not your family, just you. So in essence, the person doesn't, that their sense of self is being eroded. They're basically living life like they're a puppet of their husbands. Let me just put it that way. So when your sense of self is so eroded to the point where you can't even make the simplest decisions without thinking, well, I'm not sure that's what my husband wants. Let me ask him. Let me ask him. I, I'm not sure whether he wants me wearing a red lipstick or no lipstick. That there is a red flag. Do you stay with your husband because you're afraid of what your husband would do if you were to leave the marriage? So those are just a few pointers about someone who's been abused. That's, that list is by no means exhaustive, but I think they're pretty good pointers. And some of you are having some light bulb moments right now. You're having some light, bulbs, light bulb moments. Um, some of you are probably thinking of a friend that you think, oh, I think this my friend is being abused. And some of you are maybe a little confused thinking, well, some of these things kind of describe me or they kind of describe my husband, but I really s still don't think I'm in an abusive marriage. And that's fine. You know, this the whole objective of this episode is not to... It's not to really diagnose. <laughs> uh, 
and to tell you whether you have been abused or not but it's kind of to sensitize us to kind of open our eyes to some things that we might be blind to and now that we our eyes have been kind of open to it we might be able to recognize it for what it is when we see it okay so this is all we'll be taking on this episode um and it will be wrapping up the topic what is abuse in marriage it's not what you think it is so we'll be unpacking more of this subject of abuse in subsequent episodes maybe not the very next episodes but you know in subsequent episodes you can expect to hear something about abuse um, don't forget to join our Facebook group it's called when marriage hurts and remember abuse is not normal let's stop normalizing abuse abuse is not normal marriage conflict it is not lovers quarrel it is way deeper than that and it is evil God did not create you to be abused you're valuable to him God created marriage as an institution where his children can thrive not where their lives are to be destroyed slowly and systematically so God is not happy when you're abused I need to say that again God is not happy when you're being abused until I come your way on the next episode my name is Ola Davis and I want you to remember the words of our Heavenly Father in Jeremiah 31 verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. With loving kindness I have drawn you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts When Marriage Hurts and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.